Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. All right, and welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather. I'm the editor of Box Pro Magazine. And with me today, I have a special guest, Joanna of CrossFit St. Louis. Joanna, it's great to have you on the show today. Thank you. Very yes. excited to be here. Yes, yes. No, it's awesome. I love having guests. And uh, we have actually met, um, and we have, we, have, we have met years ago. Yeah, at the and, games. And- and I've and known you for years. Yes. I'm like, I've known you for a while. I think CrossFit St. Louis was one of the first out-of-town boxes I dropped into, fun fact. Awesome. Uh-huh. And I took a rowing class there. And ever since then, I have the best rowing technique in my gym, I like to say. I would say that Lini Hoffman, our row coach, is probably one of the top row coaches out there. I It is one so of our, our most popular classes. We have 22 rowers, actually, and it's full every class. Oh my gosh. I'm not, I'm not even surprised. Cause I mean, four years ago when I started CrossFit and I knew nothing, I was like, this is amazing. So I can only imagine what it's like now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's awesome. Joanna. So I love to always just start off with the story, the story of how you found CrossFit, how you came to be a co-owner of a gym that's been around for quite a while. Um, and yeah, just love to start there with your story. Sure. So my story is a little interesting. I was asked by a friend to go to CrossFit St. Louis in 2008 to mainly get in shape for her wedding. Uh, My friend Danielle asked me to be a bridesmaid as well. So I thought I should probably jump in on that so we could both look good for the wedding. (laughs) So we started going to this thing called CrossFit. I knew nothing about it. And I went and I instantly liked it. And I, just for my background's sake, I was a soccer player all through um, high school and played D1 soccer in college and quickly realizing when you get out of college, you have to do something. And I was doing all sorts of things here and there, but nothing to really, you know, it's kind of boring. So when I went to CrossFit St. Louis, uh, the owner, Lori, at the time was really, you know, you're, you're going to love this. And I would come once a week. And every week she'd be like, you need more than once a week. And I was like, no, I'm good because I do all these other things. So I go run and I bike. And she was like, well, and she kept pushing me. And I was always annoyed by it because I only wanted to come one day a week because I thought all these other things. So then I started coming two days a week and I really, really liked it. So fast forward, almost three years goes by and I decided to get a personal trainer to do an Ironman. And to help me train for this Ironman. Mm. And while I was was training for the Ironman, I decided to add in some CrossFit. Well, I was training with five guys and I mentioned it to them. So they started going to CrossFit. And we just really quickly realized that we didn't have to kill ourselves on the swim, bike and run every single day if we implemented some of the CrossFit. So through the 11 months of training, and you spend a lot of time together, we just kind of kept talking about this CrossFit thing. And I had mentioned maybe we should start a CrossFit in my area because where we were going was like in central, uh, in the central area, uh, central St. Louis, I should say. And I had mentioned opening one more in the city. 
So after we completed the Ironman, I don't even think it was 24 hours later, <laughs> one of the one of the my guy friends was like, let's do this. And so we started to look around in the central West End as the area and come to find out this building that we looked at, they said, oh, someone's already actually opening one in this building. Whoa. So we kind of had to start looking at different places. All of a sudden, Lori, the owner of CrossFit St. Louis, caught wind that we were possibly looking to open one and said, to be honest with you, I started this as a hobby and I would love it if you would purchase it from me. And just to give you her backstory quickly is she is one of the top 10 CrossFit's ever opened. She literally sat down with Greg Glassman, had coffee, and he said, of course you can start. And I don't even think she had an affiliate fee for the first couple of years. And then it was like, I shouldn't say this probably, but it was, it's, it's, it's really, her affiliate fee was really low. Yes. Yes. <laughs> compared to what we pay now. Yeah. So, and she's grandfathered in at it. So we ended up working with her in 2011 and purchased it uh, from her in 2011 with 40 people and 2000 square feet. We grew that gym incredibly quick and 2000 square feet wasn't going to cut it. So we moved up the street to 7,500 square feet, had about 150 members within the first year. So we were growing at a rate that was so quick that the 7,500 square feet didn't seem like that much room anymore. And then we decided to knock out the wall next to us and add another 7,500 square feet to get to 15,000 square feet. <laughs> because bigger is always better, right? Apparently, yes. <laughs> well, not really. But you know what I'm saying. It's it just you keep thinking these people are going to keep coming and keep coming. So... 15,000 square feet is a lot different than the uh, 2,000 square feet that we started with with 40 people. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I realized that you guys knocked out a wall and added that. I think I thought you moved spaces to get the 1,500 square, yeah. 15, square feet. Well, there was a very large wall in between. It was almost like 7,500 square feet on this side and 7,500 square feet on the other side with a very large wall, which was separated by a locker room, basically. Um, so some people don't even know that other 7,500 square feet exist because yeah. when you walk in the front door, you just kind of see the beginning of it. Yeah. So when did you knock out that wall? So that was in actually, let's see, we in two, uh, 2013, we okay. Okay. knocked out the wall and utilized the other space. It was all within okay. the same building. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, and that's the building where you are now? Actually, we just moved. Oh, you did! I don't think I knew yeah. this. What? So our yeah, so our lease was up actually, and we were hoping to um, renew. And unfortunately, post serials came in. <laughs> oh, it took over the whole building. So, oh. but no big deal. We just literally moved 650 meters down the street. Uh, oh, okay. Which. Well is a lot of a lot of equipment to move. Yes, but <laughs> everyone did like yoke carries that day, right? They just carried it all. Well, unfortunately, it was in the winter time, and if uh, this is odd, this but gets today worse and worse. This story. Four. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no. We uh, we did we did move everything, but we we could have uh, had a great wad if it was in the middle of the you know summertime to make yeah. people move, move it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So yes, now we're actually in another fifteen thousand square feet, just six hundred fifty meters down. So okay. it's nice. 
Okay. Okay. That's not, that's not too bad. That that is like probably best case scenario, honestly, with everything that happened. So, (laughs) but yeah. yeah. So Joanna, what, what has it taken then to fill up that 15,000 square feet? Cause I know you said like that's very different than 7,500 or 7,500. So what has, what have you guys done to fill that up and, and make it, you know, something very useful? Yes, I would say first and foremost, we are known for our community at CrossFit St. Louis. And Brentwood is where we're located. Our CrossFit is located. And it's a very interesting area. Um, There's all ranges of income levels there, ages of people, and a lot of universities as well, and a lot of corporations. So we we get a, we're very thrilled that we get people kind of coming from all different little areas around Brentwood to come to us. But in 15,000 square feet, you have to definitely keep a certain number of people to keep the doors open, right? So we're talking in the 300 300 member range to make it all work. So that's not that's not easy. So marketing is one of our biggest things. We do a lot of marketing. So our Facebook, we run Facebook ads, we run ads on Google. Uh, those have been helpful, but I wouldn't say those are the things that have made us overly successful. I think that, uh, referrals from our members is huge and quite frankly, the name CrossFit St. Louis is a big deal. Um, we get 50 drop-ins a month just because people want to come to CrossFit St. Louis. I mean, there's other, there's other, there's, I think 57 other CrossFits within X amount of miles from us and people will drive past multiple ones because of our name. So I, I will say a lot has to do with that. Um, our marketing, our, our our coaching is stellar. We have a games athlete as one of our head coaches. Like I said, Lini in the road class, I mean, she has a following that is amazing. And, and again, and go back to like the community. If I can get you in the door, most of the time we can keep you. If, if we can keep you over three months, that first three months is the the killer part, right? If, if they don't find someone they connect with in that first three months, they're out. Yeah. But if we keep you three months, they almost turn into lifelong members. Mm-hmm. Do you say connect with in terms of like connect with other members in the gym or coaches? Both actually. I find if they find a friend in the gym, that friend kind of holds them accountable and, or if they like the coach, they become friends with the coach in a sense. And they hold, they hold them accountable as well, right? But I do believe truly if I can connect them with somebody like-minded person, they, they yeah, they, they feel accountable. They, they can't wait to go to the 530 class and see, see Nicole tomorrow. Yeah. So that's a big, it's a big deal. It's something I'm actually really, really working on in 2019 is from the on-ramp program to kind of connect them in their first WAD class out of on-ramp to connect them with somebody. So again, they know some, it's scary to go from on-ramp to your first WAD class, right? But if you get in there and you start meeting people, it's, it's a different, it's a different situation. Yeah. So are you you thinking about maybe like partnering them up with people or asking a member, Hey, so-and-so is coming in. Can you maybe kind of shepherd them and help them and and walk with them through this? Okay. Exactly. Oh, that's, I think that's excellent. Well, and another thing we did um, that has really helped our conversion rate from on-ramp to membership is we changed our on-ramp to a four-week program. It used to be a two-week program where three days a week for two weeks, and then you graduated and went into on into WAD class. 
but now we make it four weeks. So now within those four weeks, new people are kind of coming in because they, they, it just rotates. So okay. you can jump in at any time you want. You don't have to wait. That was the other thing. If we made people wait to get into the next session, we it. would lose them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if someone wants to join a gym, you better be ready now because mm. that's, I mean, mm-hmm. they've already like kind of, if they're in it, they're ready right then. But if yes. not, when I have to say, oh, in two weeks you can start. That's and then, well, then they start to think about it and question their decision, and they have the opportunity that's to back out. Sentence. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so yeah, the four the four week ongoing jump in anytime. Okay, super successful, and they're in there a little longer, so they become friends with the people in the on ramp class now. So when they all kind of move into the wad class, they at least know a couple more than just two or three people. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. So, do you have designated class times and like set? what they're being taught in those times? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. We have a four-week rotation of uh, programming, and the class times are either at 6 in the morning or 5.30 in the evening. So they can either hop in the morning class or the evening class. So it's even, you know, it's it's been incredibly helpful to to have it just rotating versus, well, you got to wait in two weeks or, oh, sorry, we're on week B. you got to come back and wait for a, so that's been super successful for us. Okay. That makes sense. And and my question is too, how do you get them to transition from the intro class into a regular WOD class and not lose them in that transition because they might be leaving that class where they feel comfortable going into the regular WOD. Is that kind of where the, the partnering them with the member or the coach comes in? Yes. Along with the fact that at two weeks, I think they were really scared. Yeah. At four weeks, they're kind of confident, actually. They're mm-hmm. like, they, they, they actually kind of want to get out before that. They're like, and we're ready. We're ready. Yeah. And if, and if they're ready, we would allow it. That's a coach uh, decision. But okay. if they're ready to, we would let them. Because there are some people that don't need four weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so as if they're, they're still doing a workout, a strength movement, and, you know, a warm-up. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to the WAD class. It just might be a little slower because there's coaches in there training each movement. But moving them into the WAD class after the four weeks has just been such a change for us because they are more confident than those two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're coming in probably prepared and better able to follow along in class. And, yeah, I, I, see, the, I see the benefits. It's, it's so interesting because I feel like the evolution of on-ramp has just change so much and is always I think it will change so much it's just like this constantly evolving thing as the industry and the people who do CrossFit evolve (laughs) so yeah so interesting so and and kind of talking about evolution to Joanna I mean CrossFit St. Louis has been around a while and um you say you you know you, you guys stepped in as owners um in 2011 and it is 2019 so I I feel like Probably a lot has happened since then. I mean, besides changing spaces, but I do kind of want to talk about just the evolution of business itself. So, kind of maybe where where were you guys in 2011? How has how has that changed and grown um, and evolved into the business you have now? So in 2011, uh, I would I would say that let's just say on average, call it 150 a month was unheard of of anyone paying to come to a gym when you have a Planet Fitness, Gold's Gym, whatever you want to call it, that they're spending $20, $30 a month on. 
when 150 comes out of your account, you notice, right? Whereas $20, $30, I'm not saying you don't notice, but I'm saying you might go once a month and feel okay. You might go there just to use the shower. You know, you can do whatever you want. Whereas what we were doing was very, people were already like 150. And again, that's the average. It's like 150, that's insane. Now we're cheaper than most people because of the orange theory, the plank, the cycle bar, you know? So it's interesting in that aspect where people were almost, Oh, you gotta be kidding me with your pricing to where, I mean, these kids in high school are going to the orange theories and the, the, this plank and all of these other places that are just as expensive, actually more expensive. So that part uh, is respectable in the sense that, we, we know we're in a good spot in that place. Um, the evolution of, let's see, what, what else has been so different in 2011 and now? Uh, the amount of people that are competitors, we, we used to have a competitor class, and it was a huge class. It was every um, five days a week, six days a week, six days a week, and it was... 40 something people. It was a huge class. We no longer have that class due to the fact that people that were not in the competitor class felt very, um, I don't know how to, they, they wouldn't even go on that side of the gym is what they call it. That's the competitor side of the gym. Well, that wasn't really good for our community because, and I'm not saying there was anything wrong with the people that were actually the competitor side of the gym. It's just how the other side of the gym felt. And it was dividing our community, which was not good. So we no longer have that. And we have basically programming with additional work that if those people that are the competitor people can do afterwards, if they would like, which the competitor class used to be an hour and a half. So still the same amount of time if they wanted to do that extra work on their own, um, they can do that. And it's been an interesting change in our community. Yeah. Mm. So that, that would be, I would guess one of the biggest things that's different. Um, yeah. And we do a lot, we, we did a lot of, a lot of competitions, 2011, 2012, 2013, we did probably four or five competitions a year wow. at the gym. And then I put on a very, very large competition at, uh, it's called G3, Greater Gateway Games. Uh, I've been putting that on for a while, and that's at, like, the university stadium. So, I mean, it was a pretty big, it's a big undertaking. Yeah. But the competition part of it, we've slowed down on that. It is a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work. And now everybody's doing them. So then you're... The, the amount of people you can get to come to yours, you know, people only have so much money to spend on competitions. And now that there's more of them, and again, it's, it's, it's a big amount of money to be spending and hope people show up and hope people will attend. Hmm. So we've slowed down on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I, that's a trend I've noticed in affiliates who maybe have been around longer. They don't quite put on competitions as often because they're like, time, money, not really where I want it to be invested. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's interesting. Huh. Okay, cool. So, so what maybe have you added on anything in the past few years that's new, uh, new programs or anything like that? Yeah. So we are, um, like I said, we, we constantly are looking at, you know, what, what's going on in our industry, 
what do we have, like getting the ski ergs as soon as those come out and things like that. I mean, that gets them excited. You know, I mean, they get excited to see a new piece of equipment in the gym. It is, it cracks me up. Like I'm like, Oh, we got that thing, but (laughs) they're very excited about it. So, and and we want them to know, like we, this is an investment. You guys are investing in us. We invest in you and give you the things. If they ask for something, we, we look at it from a financial standpoint and say, all right, we'll go ahead and get X amount of echo bikes because they're interested in it. So we do those kind of things, but adding classes to meet their needs is one of the biggest things that we've been doing. I think of late. Uh, so I told you, we have that row class. Of course we have our regular wad class. We have a gymnastics class. That's very, well liked in the gymnastics class everyone's like oh I'm never gonna be able to do a kipping pull-up or I'm never gonna do a handstand walk well you're probably right if you only do it when it's programmed in a workout which is only happening so often and then on top of that you can't do it so now you're just you you're always doing the modification so they come to this gymnastics class on Saturday and it's they love it people love it and they're getting better at it like a girl the other day just finally finally got her muscle up. But again, oh. it was because it wasn't because she was doing it in class. She stayed and did the extra work for yes. it. Yeah. We have an Olympic lifting class. Uh, that has been really good for people just to focus a little longer of time and have a coach basically dedicated to focus on one movement. That's been really big for us. Mm-hmm. And we used to, like I told you, we used to have the competitor class. We got rid of that, but we just added our, um, you know, extra work at the end on all of our programming. We used to have an endurance class, a CrossFit endurance class that I actually taught and I loved it, but it was kind of seasonal because a lot of my endurance work that we did was outdoors and as soon as it gets too cold, so that kind of slid by the wayside. And it was very spotty. If so, it, it was if somebody was actually training for, say, a half marathon, a full marathon, a trail run, a Spartan race, they would come. But yeah. if they weren't, then they wouldn't show up. So then you have to go, okay, is this class – we know how many people we have to have in a class every every time to make it profitable for us. So we really focus on that. So it was too seasonal. And we just added actually a foundational movement series where, again, working on the deadlift, the press, the squat, and it's, it's you know, an hour a weekend and people come and they kind of just get a little more detailed work with, with our coach. And our coach is actually, one of our coaches is uh, hopefully going into CrossFit HQ soon okay. so he's okay. he's the one training the class he's been to I mean he has every certification I think he's do they call him red shirts <laughs> the trainers so yeah. he's on his final uh final program he's the one that coaches that class so it's truly oh. like everything from there which is okay. cool no matter if you're looking to lose weight build muscle or just crush PRs Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. So are all these programs included in membership? Are they separate cost? Or They're all included. Uh, if you have an unlimited membership, the gymnastics class and the Olympic weightlifting class are included. Okay. Otherwise, all of the other classes are included. We're just starting that foundational movement series. And we're just going to try to see what it's like. We're offering it up to them now for free, but we'll see. After being at that summit, uh, your guys' summit, I think I was the only one that don't 
that doesn't charge more for other things. And everyone was like yelling at me. They're like, you've got to be kidding me. That's all included in your membership. You've never raised your prices. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's working for you, it's working. So that's something. <laughs> it does work, but I would like to see if that could become another, you know, resource for us. That would be great. Yeah. And it might be, and it, it's hard. Cause it's like, you're like, Oh, should we, shouldn't we, there's risk, but it's like, maybe I just need to jump in and do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, all those offerings are just really cool. I, I, and I like how you just have, seems like you really have experts leading them. And, and they're very knowledgeable coaches, like your rowing coach. You know, she just really knows her stuff. Absolutely. I think, again, if you would go back to asking me the core things, our, our, our coaching staff, hands down, some of, the, some of the best trainers out there. So we, that's a big deal. That's a big yeah. deal for us. Yeah. So here's a question. Uh, how, do you, how do you keep them around? You know, what, what incentivizes them to stay at CrossFit St. Louis? So, you know, interesting you ask because they have all been there the entire time, like the entire time we've owned the gym. Whoa. So that's that amazing. Is, yes. <laughs> it doesn't have, that doesn't happen every day. And I'm, I'm very fortunate and thankful for them. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're happy 24 seven. They have some issues come up and they want to talk to us, but I think we're very open to listening to what they have to say and, and trying to work with them uh, and get them what they need or want. And, and we do listen to them because that, that, and I don't want to jump to a question that you most likely will ask me, but one of the hardest things for me just to go do, there, Joanna, just go there. You know, I'm going to ask you about your challenges. Just go. Yes, it is. Cause it is a challenge is finding good people who want to work early in the morning, have a break and then into the afternoon, and the evening. That is not an easy gig. And, oh, by the way, teaching nine classes the same thing over and over again. So I respect what these guys and, and gals do because it is not an easy job. And to be happy the whole time. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other challenge. Oh, man. I know you're like, you have to go in and coach class. You just have to turn it on. You're like, okay, I have to be present for one hour and, and just give and give and give and give and give. <laughs> And right. yeah, and that's so. I think paying, paying them at a respectable rate, I think, is a big thing. I mean, we I chatted with a lot of people at the summit, and some other friends of mine. They're like, "What? That that's crazy!" But in our eyes, we thought if we gave them this stipend, if you will, uh, they would stick stick around longer and and enjoy and and feel respected and feel like you know these this is their full time job, whereas. I'm an owner, but I am not there 24-7 with them doing their job. Uh, that is, that's a, I'm a very different type of an owner because I, along with my partner, business partner, we both have other companies. So we are not living, breathing, eating CrossFit every single day. We are because it's our business, but we're not training the people every single day. Was there a lot of owner coaches, right, that are there all the time, and they're in it, and it's their business. So it's, a, it's we are way different than most, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different, but I mean, in some ways that can be good and helpful to the owners who are in it all the time, maybe even hearing your perspective of 
why is it good for you that you're not in it 24-7? Maybe why is it even good for the business that you're not in it 24-7? I think sometimes people can be in it way too much and they can't pull away. Correct. So I, the whole re, we're business people really at the end of the day. I mean, I, I'm not over here doing muscle ups and, you know, handstand walks and all these things. I, I am not a CrossFit Games athlete and or nowhere even near that, but, and, and couldn't do half the things my coaches can do, but they don't understand running the business side of it. Whereas if we don't have both, we're not going to make it. Um, one time someone asked me, don't, are you ever concerned that they're going to start their own gym? And I, I said, I welcome it because it is not easy and you have to have, it isn't, it, it is very, I do welcome it because it is way harder than I ever anticipated when I thought, Oh, I'm going to do this as my passion project. <laughs> it's been a little more than a passion project. Yeah. So, uh, Lori knew the, she was like, yeah, yeah I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. <laughs> she made the smart. She's in Greece right now. <laughs> yeah. She so, definitely made the smart it. move. <laughs> yeah. It is such a, it, it is hard, hard. Gyms, restaurants, you name it. Two worst businesses to own, right? <laughs> no, but you have to have the business side along with, along with having those amazing coaches. So, but to not be there every day, I also think, I respect everything that they tell me in the sense of what's happening there because they do see it all day long. And then I kind of step back because I'm not there all the time and then see what's rational and what makes sense or is that really worth it, you know? So I think that does help that I'm not there constantly. The burnout factor, I couldn't imagine if I was there all the time. However, I'm giggling because I am moving my digital marketing company inside my CrossFit because there's office space at our new place. (laughs) So things will change a little bit. I will be there all the time and they might not like that. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be like, what about this? What about that? How about this idea? They'll be like, Joanna, what are you doing? (laughs) Beat it. You were never here this much before. Yeah. Oh, that will be a very interesting, that'll be a very interesting change. So, okay. No, that's good. And, and kind of off of that, Joanna, we already interview me, interview me in a year and I'll tell you how it goes. Yes. I'll be like, how's that office space going? And you either be like, it's great. Or like, I never should have done this. <laughs> yeah. So kind, kind of off of that, Joanna, uh, and we already mentioned it, but challenges. I, I always love asking about uh, some of the biggest challenges that you had to overcome, especially in ownership of CrossFit St. Louis. Um, and you already kind of mentioned one with, with coaching and staffing, but what other maybe big business challenges have you um, come up against and, and had to overcome that you could shed some light on and, and hopefully help other owners who are probably struggling with very similar things? So one of the... I don't even know the word challenge. It was, it was, it was, it had to happen, but we changed from, this is a while ago. We changed from mind and body to Wattify. Oh my gosh. I can't even explain to you what happened. <laughs> but basically everybody had to sign up a new account, right? Oh. And that means you have to physically go in and put your credit card in. Well, guess what happens when you have to actually put a credit card into something. All of a sudden you think, do I need this? So we lost a lot of members when we changed our 
tracking system, if you will, all for because I couldn't put their they wouldn't you know my body didn't give me their credit card numbers. I couldn't manually go in and put the put that all in. You had to, so that change cost a lot of money. <laughs> so I don't have a I don't have a solution to that because uh, my body was all you know that's all that was around at the time, and then of course Spotify came on. But changing changing systems is pricey, very pricey. The other thing is people like kind of falling out the back or they don't even notice until you pull your uh, pull your report at the end of the month. They're like, how did I lose six members? What happened? Like they just like secretively just like leave and you don't even hear about it. So I think possibly changing in Wattify that you can't like, you have to contact us to get out of your membership. I'm going to look into that. I'm sure there's a way, but it's just something I've noticed lately that at least I can ask some questions and what have you. And most people do send me an email to say, here's why I'm leaving. And then we always ask why they're leaving. And truth be told, 98% of the people that I get to talk to, not the ones that are sneaking out the back door that I don't get to speak to, they're moving. Yeah. So yeah. I can't help that. I can't change that. Yeah. And in the, in the area we're in, it's a lot of people graduating college. It's a lot of people moving up in their company so getting transferred yeah. things things like that so those are those are people you lose that there's no fault you can't take that on because they're just moving it's the people that are slipping out the back door and you don't get to ask them exactly why they're leaving so i wish there was a way i could i'm going to try to figure I, out a way to I, I, joanna i think there is because the gym i go to we use wattify and there is actually a 30-day cancellation process that members have to go to if they want to leave they have to give a 30-day notice and they can't just like go away <laughs> like they will still be charged so there's got to be some way to do that i gotta i gotta toughen up on my policies i know i am way too nice on letting people leave whenever they would and pause their membership and i i don't i actually would love that to be a question of somebody do you let people pause their membership because pausing the membership is, again, hits your bottom line when they're not, you know, doesn't think. Whereas if you, I, I know this is, is a true fact, at Orange Theory, if you want to pause your membership, it's $15 a month. And then if you want to get out of your membership, it's two-month notice. I mean, it's it's crazy. So... Yeah, we're but very kind. yes, but it, it does bring up a good point because it does affect your bottom line. And so, if all of a sudden, some you know, three people come to you and say, "Hey, Joanna, we need to cancel our membership tomorrow," like you're losing, you know, that much money to your bottom line that you are not prepared to lose, most likely. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's definitely again. Twenty nineteen goal is to figure out how to start enforcing these rules that basically everywhere else does, truth, truth be told. Yeah. I mean, our members, they're pretty lucky in the sense of that we just let them out of it. Um, you know, or uh, there's some gyms you sign up for a year long, you know, mm-hmm. payment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of stuff I know should change. You, you can sign up for class and not come. And you do, nothing affects, it doesn't affect you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because again, orange. I, I know I, don't, I hate to keep bringing up a you know a orange theory, but I know this just because of their model. You have to cancel your class eight hours before, or you get charged that amount. Of wow. Class. Huh. Yeah. That's 
That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And, but it's, it's crazy the differences and even the expectations that are had between the two places. So, but I, it is interesting. So that that's a great question. We'll have to throw that question out to our audience. Do you or do you not pause your membership? Um, guys, if you have anything, comment, comment on this post and let us know so you can help Joanna out in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I think it's acceptable for a week, right? You have a spring break or you have a vacation. So we have no problem doing that. But I have a lady literally every four days. Can you unpause? Can you pause it? Can you unpause it? Can you pause it? That's a, I have, that's a lot of work for me to keep going in and out doing. And no one would do it. And, and oh, she just, yeah, let's not even get into that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. That sounds like a sore subject. But anyways, speaking of sore subjects, um, no, any other uh, challenges did you have down that you wanted to discuss? Um, getting your getting your coaches to treat the business as their own. Oh. So keep the place clean. If the paper towels are out and we happen not to be there at a cleaning company, it's not there. Just replace it. You know, just keep it as is it's like your house. Well, who knows? Maybe their house isn't clean. I'm not sure. But I'm just saying, in general, keep it like it's your own. And I think that's hard. Sometimes people are like, well, it's not theirs. I'm like, well, it's their place of employment. So I would think that they would respect it enough to do it. But trying to train that and to teach that is a little more difficult than I ever anticipated. Uh, That's been a, a tad tough to get that mentality of the value behind everything's perfect, everything's lined up versus, no, I'm just the coach, right? No, it's okay if you clean up here or um, you create an idea of a outing with the, with the community or things like that. That, that. that falls all on me to, you know, create events. And, and I mean, my brain hurts at times trying to just think of what's the next cool thing to do, you know? So I, I would... If you could get the, if I could get them to do a little more of that stuff, mm-hmm. it'd be super helpful. Yeah. And, and they're, so, like I said, they're around it all the time. So they hear, I would think that they would hear and know what members would kind of want. Yeah. Yeah. Is that kind of maybe you stepping in and empowering them to do that? Is that what needs to take place, you think? I have tried that uh, in the past. E- even giving me a member of the month sometimes is a challenge, right? It's like, who, do you, who would be the member of the month? Like, oh, pulling teeth. <laughs> like, yes. with, there's 320 members here. You can't pick just, one. Just think of a girl and a guy. Random flexion. That was a total joke. No, I know, I know. You're like, no, we. I know you want them for something, but but yeah, I I don't know what that is. If it's just like. If it just takes time to, because you're not the only person who has said this, if it just takes time to empower the coaches or if it's like giving them an incentive to be like, yes, this is it, or even just laying out clear expectations of this is part of your role. But yeah, you're not the only one. I, I know that's been a, a, a challenge at other gyms as well. Good to know. I feel better already. (laughs) Yay, good. I'm glad. This is supposed to be an encouragement for you. But yeah, no, for sure. So, Joanna, probably one of my last questions so we can wrap this up. Um, If you had to give affiliate owners one piece of advice, what would it be? 
So my biggest piece of advice would be space. You don't need such a big space all the time. People, people can rotate. I just actually got back from uh, NC Cabo, so NorCal's Cabo location. It's not big at all. They have four rowers, and there were eight people in the class, and rowing was part of the workout. If that were to happen at CrossFit St. Louis, the people would not know what to do. We have 22 rowers, and if everyone doesn't have their own rower, you would think the, the, the sun was falling. I mean, they are just – they're kind of spoiled, right? Everybody has – we have more rigs than you can possibly imagine. We have hundreds of barbells. I mean, it's insane. And so we get bigger space just because of how the layout is, and now they're taking up more room. And I just, you, you'll, they'll take whatever you give them. Yeah. So if you have 5,000 square feet and X amount of members, or just call it 5,000 square feet with 30 members in a class, they'll figure it out. But if you give them extra space, they'll take it. And guess what? Extra space means more bills, more, 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 more everything. Really. So just don't, don't feel like you always have to just keep getting bigger. Have a wait list. How awesome would that be? You have a, one of the gyms, local gyms, it's tiny. And it's in like a really populated 25 to 35 age group area. She has a wait list. I'm like, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. We, we, yeah. We cap out at 50 members. Like, Oh, dream. Yeah, been chasing 300 members to keep it all afloat, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just different. I just I think that that was we just kept doing it. You know, when we went from 2,000 square feet to 7,500 to 15,000, it's like we actually the lease before this one was going to be 22,000, and I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, this is crazy. But we have enough equipment to put on an entire CrossFit game, so that's good. If that ever comes into play one day, you can do it. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's, those because are you don't wise need words. More. Yes. You don't need more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can do a lot with the things that you have. Um, like I said, we, it, we, I mean, why do we have a hundred barbells? I don't even know. <laughs> we have like 45 boxes. I'm like, we don't need it. It's because it's like, Everyone thinks they need their own piece of equipment. And we have two classes within a half hour, meaning they overlap for a half hour in a sense, right? Uh, and it's it just, I don't know. People can share. It's okay. It really you is actually okay. might keep a tighter community if they shared. Uh, it does. I know we share at my gym, and uh, we, you just have to work it out sometimes. You're like, all right, who wants to share my rower? Who wants to share this box? <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but I, I think you learn a lot by growing so quickly and thinking more space will cure your problem. Yes. And oftentimes it just compounds it a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, awesome. Joanna, 
You have been wonderful on this episode. Thank you so thank much. You. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show, for just taking the time to let, let me pick your brain, uh, just ask you various questions. But seriously, thank you so much. Affiliates, you guys listening, uh, Joanna gave a lot of awesome advice, gave a lot of awesome just even challenges and struggles she's been through. I, I hope you just take something and think about it and then apply it. Like that is application is key. So, but yeah, Joanna, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great having you. Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com Peak spell P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.